Yo, Taylor. I, I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the show. Thanksgiving was last week. Y'all packed your plates. Now you're full and eating off leftovers. We love to see it. Thank you guys for being here for another week of the show. I appreciate all of you guys listening every week. It means so much to me. If you are new to the show, this show is all about bringing together different perspectives. We talk about pop culture, entertainment, politics, everything, and we have fun while we're doing it. So with that being said, be sure to subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you hit the follow button. Leave a rating, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell me what you think of the show. And also, like I said last week, we have now found a way for y'all to leave anonymous questions for the show. If you have a question, a comment, a concern, if you want to be messy, if you want to stir the pot, if you want to give us a scenario to figure out for you, we will do that. So click the link in the description. Let me know your thoughts and we will read it on air. So this week, it smells problematic because Dupree is here for another episode. How are you, Dupree? How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving was good. You know, a lot to be thankful for this year, in spite of everything going on around us. Um, like I said before, it's been one of the best years of my adult life so far. It's just a shame that the world is on fire around me, but a lot to be thankful for. Kept it very small, wore mask and everything. So Y'all wore a mask inside? Uh, the older people. In my family. So it was only like six of us, but my, my aunt and my uncle did because they're older. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you had a good Thanksgiving. Do you still have leftovers? <laughs> Man, there's some pie left. So, you know, I've been cheating on myself and eating some of this pie. But besides that, you know, I don't really get down with that. Like, I love ham. Like, I don't fuck with turkey, man. I, I, we made this clear and we're going to get into this. But like ham is the <laughs> superior protein on Thanksgiving. I agree. It might be a little salty, but it's much tastier. It's much better than turkey. But we will definitely talk about this when we talk about our favorite Thanksgiving foods later in the episode. But my Thanksgiving was pretty cool. Um, I have a small family. There's five of us all together. But it was fun. Uh, my sister came down. We all celebrated together. And it was cool. The Cowboys lost. We hate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I interrupt you for a second? Yes. Yes. Who cares about the NFC East anymore, man? Throw the whole division away. It's trash. My my team is probably about to lose by 30 points tonight. That's the thing. Whenever my team is not doing well, I'm no longer interested in football. So every year I always look forward to the Thanksgiving game. But this season, <laughs> our season is over before Thanksgiving. So it is what it is. I don't care about the NFL anymore. And I don't consider this a real season because of COVID. So anybody that wins the Super Bowl this year, it's illegitimate, according to me. That's just how I see it. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> That's an unfair take that's an unfair take justin's got a gift you know he's got a gift justin's gotta get some fucking shit off his chest this week i have something to get off my chest this is a little bit random but 
my off my chest this week is about black businesses. So, you know, with everything that happened over the summer with police brutality and Black Lives Matter, a lot of people have been saying, support black businesses, support this, support that. And I agree with that. Support black businesses. But whenever I hear people say support black businesses, they think that going to the store and buying an item from a black business is supporting black business. They think that going to a website and buying a melanin and muscles t-shirt is supporting a black business. <laughs> I'm not supporting <laughs> that is not supporting a black business. You see how I, I throw in the shade as I'm making my point? If you know, you know, okay? <laughs> but that's not supporting a black business. Supporting black business is not an action. It's a mindset. With everything that you do, you should always keep support black business in the back of your mind. What I hate about the support black business thing is that it's not sustainable. People think that, oh, if I purchase an apple from a black business, I'm supporting them. No, you're not, because that's not sustainable. Businesses don't thrive on one-time purchases. They depend on you to shop there for your every need and build them up. That's what supporting black business is. So all you people out there that are saying, oh, buy this, support this, that's not really supporting because if you're not doing it continually, it's not really doing anything and that's not truly support. And that's what I need to get off my chest this week see i come in here with good intentions and just trying to be the best version of myself that i can be and this guy decides to take shots at me um talking about my support for <laughs> for black business I, that's not the only black company that i've bought and i've bought t-shirts from um and i support small business in general right like i don't eat at chain mm. restaurants or anything like that i go to family owned local owned all that stuff because you got to keep the money in the community, not just the black community, but your your local community in general, um, because mm-hmm. this is an inclusive show. And I feel like I'm an inclusive person. All jokes aside, I'm not making a joke right now. With that being said, like, hey, I understand what you're saying. But I think even that one time purchase, it, the, the most powerful marketing tool in the world is word of mouth. So if I buy something from the, the company that made that melanin muscles t-shirt and somebody sees it like that's hot where'd you get that at? oh i could tell you and it's a chain reaction so on and so forth actually i did buy something from a, a black owned business actually it's my co-worker dom shout out to dom because i know she listens so i bought a candle from 12th and glow check them out guys if um you know you enjoy burning candles like i do i love burning candles so check them out i'm actually the model on the one candle i inspired the design on it so when you see it you'll know it when you see it you'll know it <laughs> This whole like black business thing is kind of leading me to our main topic, but we'll get on the main topic when it's time for that. But it's this idea of us putting our emphasis into brands that are not black owned and putting those on a pedestal versus putting that same emphasis on our own brands. There's plenty of luxury black designers that will get you looking right besides Gucci and all these other established white brands. So why don't we start putting value in our own stuff, rap about that in our music and see how that affects us. Because black people, I always say, are the culture. Whatever we say is hot, everybody else will think it's hot. So imagine if we put that emphasis on ourselves and you have all these people rocking black brands. I think that's more powerful than perpetuating the stereotype of, oh, I got me some Chanel, I got me some Gucci, I got me some Ferragamo. Who cares? How about we get you some blackity black and some black this? And that's much better than all that other stuff. Very fair points. Very fair points. Am I allowed to get something off my chest? Get it off your chest. Get it off your chest. You know, it's going to be a theme of our episode today, but with Thanksgiving being last week, and thank you guys for listening to our episode last week, what I want to get off my chest is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sometimes you should leave well enough alone. I used to hear old people say that all the time. I'm like, well, what do they mean, leave well enough alone? 
listen, you don't got to jazz up in 2020 up all these dishes. You don't need to be putting cranberries inside your stuffing. Okay. You don't need to be putting peas and shit inside your mac and cheese. Leave it. It's macaroni, cheese. Nigga, that's the ingredients. Okay. I ain't trying to hear nothing about no peas and broccoli and shit inside of mac and cheese, man. I ain't, listen, I ain't trying to hear about adding cayenne pepper to pumpkin pie or nothing like that. Leave the shit alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Let's clap for Dupree with that off my chest. We love that. I agree. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Don't put things that don't belong in certain dishes in certain dishes. I don't care if you think it adds a unique flavor. That unique flavor is unique to you, but it should not be unique to everybody else, okay? But Segway King, that leads us into our conversation about our favorite Thanksgiving foods. Obviously, with Thanksgiving, I always look forward to mac and cheese. I look forward to mashed potatoes. Um, we always have turkey every year, but traditionally, it seems like nobody seems to like turkey. I don't know how that became the official bird of Thanksgiving. This year was the first time I saw people eating steak for Thanksgiving instead of turkey, and I thought that was interesting. But mac and cheese and mashed potatoes is what I look forward to the most. And stuffing. Those would be my, my big three. What about you? Stuffing is probably the best part of Thanksgiving. Love it. But don't they call it dressing in your part of the world? To me, I use it interchangeably. I say stuffing more than I say dressing. But when somebody says dressing, I interpret it as stuffing. So I don't really say dressing, but some people do. Okay. But yeah, no, my big three is definitely stuffing, mac and cheese. Like my mom. I know everybody says it like my mom make the best mac and cheese. Like, nah, I got witnesses. You go ask Enrique. She gave him a, she gave me a, a plate to go bring to that man. <laughs> with mac and cheese on it like that <laughs> that shit hit different um actually so i have some shout outs to do actually i'm glad i just thought about that so i'd be remiss if i didn't say it i should have said it last week shout out to my mother she had a birthday on tuesday queen steph happy birthday miss shirley <laughs> miss shirley <laughs> <laughs> i'm just um, making shit up y'all happy birthday to enrique escobar my brother man had a birthday on thanksgiving actually our fave yeah our second fave and then, um, <laughs> happy birthday to my older brother who listens to this as well. And his name happens to be Justin. One of the questions we didn't get through, get to on that Q&A is like, hey, who's somebody you look up to? Like, I look up to my big brother, man, because he is so level-headed and just always has my back and always talks shit out with me and just make sure that I'm in a good space. So shout out to the three of y'all. Love all three of y'all. But back to what we were saying, my third, my third is the pie. Sweet potato pie is, is beautiful. Apple pie is a classic. It's great. I like cherry pie and pecan pie, too. I like all kinds. Of, like, I'm a fat person at heart, guys. Like, I don't know <laughs> if you've been on my personal IG and, like, you've seen my weight loss journey and how I'm diesel right now. <laughs> but, no, I'm a, I'm a fat person at heart. Trust me. Like, I cannot control myself around desserts. Like, if you put six donuts in front of me, like, from a bakery, like, fresh donuts, I'll eat all six by myself and not feel bad about it. Like, so that's why... I bust my ass working out all the time to count, to stop that, right. to stop me from doing stuff like that. Cause I just love sweets. Um, I'm a sweet tooth person as well. I love sweets as well. One thing I forgot to mention is cornbread. But for desserts, we do apple pie, we do cheesecake, and we do, this is going to get some controversy, we do pumpkin pie. Because um, <laughs> y'all ain't black black. That's true, that's true. I was just making a joke there, but like you're not African American. If you're African American, you grew up here, you grew up with sweet potato pie. Like we had pumpkin pie too growing up, but like there was three sweet potato pies and one pumpkin pie. It's like, 
yeah, if somebody feel like making it or somebody want to bring it, then sure, let's have it here because it's Thanksgiving. But like, we ain't really right. checking for it, you know? There was a topic that we were going to bring up last week, but we didn't have enough time. So Dupree brought up this topic about this idea of a race draft. What is he talking about? So for anybody that used to watch um, the Chappelle show when it was on, they did this whole racial draft where they had the Asian delegation of black people, the white people, the Spanish people. Good evening and welcome to the first and maybe only racial draft here in New York City. Folks, this is for all the marbles. What happens here will state the racial standing of these Americans once and for all. That's right. And the crowd is here to support their races. Well, Rob, some of the biggest names in sports and in entertainment are on the line tonight. And I'm excited to see who's going to be drafted by which race. Seated behind me on the stage there are the various representatives. And believe it or not, the blacks have actually won the first pick. Wow, that's the first lottery a black person's won in a long time, Billy. Yes, and I'll probably still complain. (laughs) Man, fuck you. And they're just naming famous people, and they're like, okay, cool. Like, we'll trade you X for Y, and we'll get this white person on team black. And you know vice versa so i just wanted to name off a couple people and see if we could get some of our um other you know our, some of our cousins to the cookout instead of having some of these people cooning and keep them at the table because i know how you feel about okay. this so this is just what i was about to say you know how i feel about black people and the cookout if you were going against everything about being black and you're putting down black people and you're you're trumpeting all the st- the talking points of somebody who is working against us, why not get them to fuck out the paint for somebody who don't look like us but feels for us and is with no, us? No, no, oh no, my no, God, no, this no. Guy, this guy. This is why when I saw this on the topic list, I was like, race draft. The only race that should be concerned with any cookout is black. So if we're making any trades, it's going to be black for black. We're not bringing any white or Asian people. No, 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 no. The cookout is only for black people. So I will be making trades for other black people. I'm not bringing anybody else <laughs> into the cookout. So you mean to tell me you ain't going to trade Candace Owens and Terry Crews for some, for unproblematic white people? No, no, wow. no. Because this is this is the thing. I know I say this on every single episode, but as an African-American, y'all need to protect your culture more. Y'all allow everybody to come in and profit off of you and your culture. Y'all have been exploited since y'all got here. They whipped y'all. They did everything to y'all. They stole from y'all. They took away your language and your culture, and you're allowing that stealing to continue. When is it going to stop? When are you going to value your culture and keep some things for y'all? Everybody can't have their own. And then when it comes to black people, oh, everybody's allowed. Nobody does that. You can't just be waltzing into an African party with African garb. People are going to be like, what are you doing? Why are you wearing that? Come on. Get it off your chest. (laughs) I need to because it's true. And I'm hitting Dupree with truth bullets. It's the truth. Y'all allow everybody to come in and profit. Miley Cyrus, oh, you can come in and come sing hip hop and come profit off of our culture. And then what did she do? As soon as it was not bringing money into her pocket, she said, you know, hip hop, it's kind of negative. I don't want that as my image. And then she shed that image like a costume and went back to being Hannah Montana. That's disrespectful. 
That's disrespectful. And to stop that disrespect from happening, you guys have to be more protective with your culture. Not everybody is allowed to come in like that. And I think that's the way it should be. This is why the show is called Polar Opposites, guys, because music doesn't have a color to me. You know what I mean? Like, if you're white and you rap, great. You're a rapper. I'm, I could think you trash. I could think you great. But you're just a rapper. If you're a white girl and you sing trap music and you do that Miley Cyrus shit, like, good for you. If people fuck with it, they fuck with it. If I don't fuck with it, that's up. That's my prerogative. Like, it's cool. I'm just saying I don't want people on my team, regardless if they look like me or not, that ain't here for me. So if there's somebody is here for me and they look different than me, I'm welcoming them in. So Candace Owens, she can get the fuck about the paint for me. There are 3.6 million black children living below the poverty line. There are 4 million Hispanic children that live below the poverty line. And yet Democrats want us to put illegals first. I say no thank you. I say build the wall. Terry Crews, get the fuck about the paint for me. Tiger Woods, get the fuck about the paint for me. Kanye West, get the fuck about the paint for me. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? Why Tiger? That man never claimed being black. And that's fine. Tiger Woods famously referred to himself as Cablin Asian, a mix of Caucasian, black, and Asian. Kamala Harris is Indian and Jamaican and has claimed both equally and has referred to herself as simply American. And that's fine. You know why? Because he's multiracial. Anybody with a little hint of black, y'all claim as black. That's Bro, he's not a little hint. His dad is his dad's name is fucking Eldrick. That man is half black. Yes, half black. But y'all claim him as he's just a black man. So as soon as he says something oh that's semi controversial, y'all y'all don't want to claim him. Y'all want to kick him out of the cookout. It's oh y'all's fault God. to begin with because you're erasing half of him. He's black and whatever else he is. So stop claiming him as just black when he's multiracial. Claim him as a mixed person, not just black, because he's more than just black. Let me use that logic against you, right? If he wasn't who he is right now, and it's just a guy. You take away his name as fame. He get poor by fucking cops. They ain't gonna give a fuck about him being half whatever else he is. He's a black man in a car. That's the situation. Point blank period. Th that's true. But I'm, I'm talking about media and media perception because media is powerful. You, I'm talking about as soon as y'all saw somebody that was black succeeding, y'all didn't care what other race he was. Y'all said, oh, he's black. He's black. End of conversation. No, you need to continue the conversation. What else is he? Pay homage to the other parts that make him who he is. I think he has a part of him that's Asian. Mention that. That's the same thing they do with Kamala. I'm glad more media outlets are not saying, Kamala, the first black VP. No, she's not. She's the first mixed VP. She is black and she's also Indian. That's what it should be. Stop claiming people as one or the other because you're erasing one half of them. Same thing with Obama. He's not the first black president. He's the first biracial president. He's white and he's black. Stop erasing one half of him. Yeah, I don't think we're erasing half of him or any of these people. It's what the world sees you as, man. You fucking black. It's just what it is. Sorry, Tiger. You black. Your daddy black. You black, Tiger. So if the world sees logic as white, should they call him black, even though he looks visibly white? He's both of them. They should call him mixed or biracial. Look, I'm not going to tell nobody to, to that whatever their, their racial identity and their background is of what you can claim. Like, I got Asian in me. I don't run around saying I'm Asian. Like, it's just, nah, I'm a black man. And you should be able to feel comfortable and call yourself whatever you want to. But I'm talking about perception here. Like, you digging way too deep into this. I'm talking about on the team. Candace Owens is a coon. Terry Crews is a coon. 
Let's get you to fuck about the paint and get people on the team to actually fight for the same thing that we fight for. I don't think that you need your ally to be the same color as you, man. That defeats the purpose because no progress for black people in this country would ever have happened without black people. I mean, without white people, without white people down south marching, getting their skulls crushed. And when they started killing white people, that's when they got the attention of President Kennedy. So none of this progress would have happened without them. So you should embrace your allies is what I'm saying. And the people like Candace Owens and Terry Crews speaking against that, they don't need to be on the team. Why do you want people on a team that hold you back? That don't make sense to me. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that we should also kick people out of the cookout. Just because you're black doesn't mean you get an invite. If you're not uplifting the culture, if you're not being an example, we don't want you because you're causing more harm than you are helping the community. So I will definitely kick people out of the cookout too. But like I say on every episode, the cookout is a space for black people. I understand that white people also helped with civil rights and without them, like a lot of the things that we accomplished wouldn't be possible. But when it comes to celebrating ourselves and our achievements, we should have a space of our own because they have their own spaces where we're not welcome. So we should be able to celebrate ourselves and it's not an exclusionary thing. It's a celebratory thing, and that's how it should be seen. I respect your opinion, sir. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's why it's polar opposites. We don't have to agree on everything. That's the thing. I'm just trying to make sure that you see where I'm coming from is the big I thing. Do. And also, I want the, the listeners to see where I'm coming from, too. We can agree, and I'm glad you're sticking to your opinion because that's what you wholeheartedly you know, believe in. And I appreciate that. But yeah, that's for just sure. my opinion and there's people that agree with you and there's also people that agree with me i would say more on my side but you know it is what it is see i i kind of doubt that actually i really kind of doubt that so like let, let me put it this is the last thing i'll say about it right i'd rather have like Alyssa milano standing next to me than candace owens and that's a segue for your next topic but that's just how i feel look at this guy okay segue king Okay, so Alyssa Milano. So Alyssa Milano is a actress. You guys, if you watched Charmed growing up, you might have seen her. She was one of the witches on there. She was bad as hell. (laughs) (laughs) What was her name? Phoebe Piper. She was one of those. They all had P names. She tweeted something controversial over the weekend, and she said, I'd like to extend an olive branch to Trump supporters. I'm ready to move on. Hashtag forward together there's so much work to do to heal the nation let's be part of the solution and not add to the problems we face my comments are open please reply with hashtag forward together heart emoji um hate to see it hate to see it i don't think that we should be extending olive branches to trump supporters how many times do you ever see Trump supporters extending olive branches to us? This is what I always say with liberals and Democrats. They're so weak. They have no standing and they have no spine. Stick to the things that you believe in and move forward with the people that also have that worldview. Stop trying to cater to these bigots and these people that will never see your worldview and will never see eye to eye with you because you're wasting your time. You're talking to a wall. That's why when I was telling Dupree, I don't know why you entertain talking and having discourse with Trump supporters because you're not going to change their mind the same way they're not going to change your mind. Stop wasting your time and energy and move forward with people that will help get the work done that's my thing stop cowering to trump supporters because they don't care i don't think i mean you said a lot there but so (laughs) i don't think that it is necessarily cowering right like like we said on here plenty of times right i don't believe that just because you voted for trump i don't think that makes you a racist a bigot or stupid 
but all the racist bigots and stupid people did vote for him right there's a difference in those two statements i just said right i think that we're at a very divisive place in our country and that we need some sort of discourse and dialogue and i'm willing to have these conversations with people because hey i'm not trying to convince you of anything but like it's easy to just take talking points you see on fox news right and say oh well there's a caravan of raping mexicans mexicans coming to our border but it Go talk to somebody who's Mexican who's here, who's busted their ass every day of the week to provide for their family. Talk to me. Talk to me as a black man, right? Like, instead of you saying every time a black man gets shot by the cops and you have the video that this guy did nothing wrong, and you're saying, well, he, he deserved it back the blue, come talk to a black man, bro. Go Come talk to somebody like me. Come talk to you. Talk to somebody who's been pulled over and been in situations that was kind of scary. So I think a lot can happen from having dialogue is what I'm saying. I don't think you completely shun these people out and push them in a corner because it's going to be pretty hard to shove 72 million people in a corner. Now, do I agree with you that liberals and Democrats that are in places of power are spineless? Oh, for sure. You get run over all the time, man. Like, that's the one thing you should take from the whatever's left of the Republican Party after the next two years is just don't give a fuck sometimes. Do you think set out and accomplish your goals? If somebody wants to help you accomplish them, great. If they don't, run them over that's how i look at life mm-hmm. you know what i mean like either you with me or you against me either way you're not going to be in my way that's a word let's give him some a round of applause for that that was a word <laughs> but to go back to what you just said you said that they need to look at things from a black person's perspective they need to look at things from a hispanic person's perspective that sounds like homework to me I don't think it's up to us to do their homework for them. If you don't understand somebody's perspective, it's on you to understand that. It's the same thing with us having to explain racism to white people. That's not our job. You know, that's y'all's job. If you want to do better, you have to be better. It starts with you. You have to do that homework for yourself. All those Trump supporters that are wanting to move forward, they need to do that homework to understand different perspectives besides their own. And what uh, Melissa Milano is doing, or whatever her name is, Melanie Martinez, I don't even know what I was about to say. Alyssa Milano... What she was saying was, I'm willing to extend an olive branch. No, 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 no. Trump supporters need to be giving us an olive branch. We were the ones that had to endure four years of Trump, not the other way around. So it's on them. So that's why I disagree with that, because we should not be extending anything to anyone. They owe us an apology. The same way Serena was saying to that referee, you owe me an apology. Where is my apology? So you said something about it's not it's not the responsibility of the oppressed to educate their oppressor, right? Okay, but if we don't do it, who the fuck is going to do it? So sometimes it's worth swallowing the pride and taking the L at first. So then people can understand your perspective and understand how you feel. Like I remember when we were doing the lounge and this guy reached out to us about the episode that we did where Enrique protested and was like, listen, I don't agree with everything you said, but the way you guys spoke. The way you got it across or made me begin to understand some of your pain and some of your feelings and some of the the ways you feel about your existence in this country. So you got to be open to listen. So just like that guy was open to listen to us about that, I got to be open to listen to some of the stuff that they say. If you're having if you're coming to me with good intentions and having an honest, open conversation like, hey, this is why I I support Trump on foreign policy and this is why I support him on uh you know economic plans like cool we can have that conversation we can disagree like my opinion on trump is never changing he's one of the most despicable human beings walking the face of the earth 
and he's one of the worst presidents that i mean he probably is the worst president we've ever had like i'm a, a history nerd i tell you guys all the time like what's crazy is <laughs> what's crazy is right so since the year 2000 republicans have managed to have two of the worst presidents ever <laughs> it's because we're gonna give you a mini history lesson right now okay here we go under harry truman i'm going back to the 50s the 40s actually under harry truman nine million jobs were created under eisenhower four million under kennedy four million under johnson 12 million under nixon nine million under ford two million under carter 10 million under reagan 16 million under bush the first bush three million under clinton 23 million under bush number two one million under obama 12 million under trump negative four million let's just talk numbers guys like i don't want to get into your feelings about the guy let's just talk numbers oh and now the republicans the party of fiscal responsibility right in four years you just added two trillion to the national debt let's talk about it ah but nobody talks about that yeah i don't care about your feelings about it i'm talking about the facts let's talk about the facts if you want to have that conversation with me that's when we can have that conversation i don't care about q anon shit man like if you believe that you off the ranch like that's the people i ain't gonna have no conversation with because Mm -hmm. i don't believe in lizard people man like there's certain things you got to show me (laughs) yeah show me a lizard person and we could have a i'll talk to you all day i'll take off work and talk to you because i got a ton of questions i'll be there too to listen but (laughs) we'll bring you on the podcast (laughs) we will we will we'll have you on here make a fool of yourself for the people to listen to our benefit we love it but um i think that they need to do that homework. I think that too often we're always the one explaining things to people. And the thing is, after four years of Trump, he got even more votes than he got four years ago. It's beyond people not willing to listen. It's people not caring to listen. And I don't think that we should extend olive branches to people that don't care to listen or learn or to change their perspective. You know, use your energy and use your time wisely. And I don't think that's a good investment on both of those things. Supreme Court just made a ruling. I think one of their first major ones in the about the coronavirus that uh, in New York State, that churches don't have to remain closed under the governor's orders. In a late night order, the conservative majority of the Supreme Court blocking restrictions on religious services. Five to four, the justices ruling to bar New York from reimposing capacity limits on houses of worship due to the raging pandemic, insisting they violate First Amendment rights. Justice Amy Coney Barrett playing a crucial role, the court shifting to the right since her confirmation just weeks ago. In a dissenting opinion, Chief Justice John Roberts, who previously served as the tiebreaker in key cases, siding with the liberals, writing, it is a significant matter to override determinations made by public health officials in the midst of a deadly pandemic. I don't agree with this. Just talking about the church makes people uncomfortable. Some people believe that churches should be taxed. Some people believe that, you know, churches should be classified as businesses. If you look down into it, they are. But that's a conversation for another day. But I do think that Corona does not discriminate. Whether you are in a church, whether you're in your home, it doesn't care what skin color you are. It doesn't matter what God you pray to. What matters is that it can affect us all 
the same way. So I think that when it comes down to COVID, I feel like churches should be restricted in how many people are allowed in a certain building because being inside a church is not going to stop COVID from striking. It's about money. A lot of these churches want to continue making money. And if their you know audience size is limited, that's a huge factor that goes against their ability to continue making money. So that's the way I see it. I don't know if Dupree sees it the same way. I know we're saving a lot of this for when we, you know, man up and do that religion episode that you teased, but I will say this churches and I, I'm a church goer. Like I, I, I don't ever, like I said before, I don't ever push my religion on nobody else. I can just tell you what God has done for me in my life and I'm not ashamed of it. Um, but churches should definitely be taxed, man. What I don't get is like, I think it's evil to profit off of Jesus. So people like Joel Osteen or however fuck you say his name and TD Jakes, why the fuck y'all flying in jets and y'all got members of your church that are struggling to pay their bills? That's not what Jesus teaches. I'm dead serious. That's not what Jesus teaches. I saw an interesting comment. Somebody said, I want everyone who attends these services to sign a form stating that they will not seek medical attention if they come down with the virus, even when they can't breathe. I'm sure their thoughts and prayers will help them as they take their last breath at their homes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, spicy spicy um i think that comment spoke for itself so i guess we'll just move on to the next topic so the topic that y'all have been waiting for i have a lot of things to say regarding this topic dupree's fave the weekend was up early in the morning looking at the nominations fully (laughs) expecting to be nominated for album of the year after the nominations were announced, it looks like The Weeknd got zero nominations. And this shocked everybody. Um, this shocked me, who's not a fan of The Weeknd, but I know that he had one of the biggest albums of the year, one of the biggest singles of the year, and he was not nominated. What did you think when you saw the nominations come out? There's a lot of conversation going on. What did you think, Dupree? I mean, I didn't even look at the nominations, but him not getting nominated, like, I think it's the worst album of his career. And maybe the people at the Grammys feel the same way, right? Like, I don't think it should be a popularity contest. I think it should be based off the work that you put out. I saw this last week. That Blinding Light song has been the song that's been on the charts the longest in history, period, point blank. Of any Hot 100 song, it's been on the charts the longest of a song in history. Kind of should get nominated for single of the year. He don't got to win it. But if your song's been on the charts that long, that kind of speaks to people fuck with it. That's the thing. So obviously there was a lot of snubs. Every year when the Grammys roll around, everybody gets mad when their favorite artist doesn't get the nominations they think they deserve. I think that it's impossible to expect that the Grammys are going to get it right because there's so many musicians, so many artists that produce music that is Grammy worthy every single year. But there's only eight slots in the main big categories and there's more than eight people that make great work. So somebody's going to get snubbed just looking on sheer numbers alone. But the Grammys are a unique institution because out of all the awards bodies, they get it wrong more than any other body look at the oscars the oscars recognize a problem with diversity within the people that vote and every year they're changing the rules and making efforts to make sure that there's more representation among the nominees the grammys that's not the case to me the grammys are corrupt i just think it's messed up but i also think that it's high time that we start putting value into award shows like these what do you think i don't know man it's like that's like saying hey 
why play sports and like let's play this sport but not win a championship like this is what some of these people do it for they do it for the awards and recognition he wouldn't the weekend wouldn't have a problem if he got nominated in every single category he was eligible for but they snubbed ariana grande or something like that right like he wouldn't be jumping up and down on a chair and i'm not defending her i'm just saying like sure the the, the grammys only hold value at, as much as people put value in them and I'm not trying to turn this into some race thing, right? Like, I'm not going to say, okay, like, so all black people need to boycott the Grammys because the weekend didn't get nominated. So now let's make the BET Awards the best thing. And like, fuck it, man. Like, the Grammy only matters if you think that it matters. Just like the same thing with an Oscar, just the same thing with the BET Award. Now, what well, Oscars are a little different because once you can say that, hey, you're an Academy Award winner, you get paid a lot more. I know. For your roles. I know. So it that matters. kind of matters. <laughs> yeah, that matters. This is just an honest observation from working on this show and listening back to this show all the time. I don't want people to think that Justin is attacking white people all the time, right? So listen, there's a ton of artists that have been nominated. I mean, that have not, that have been snubbed for Grammys. The Who have never won a Grammy. They're one of the biggest rock bands of all time. Jimi Hendrix never won a Grammy. Like the list goes on and on. So it, it's it's not a racial thing. I don't believe. Um, I think it is a racial thing. I think it is a racial thing. When you look at all the people that are black that get nominated for Grammys, they create special categories to throw all the black people in. And then when it comes to like album of the year, record of the year, song of the year, seldom do you ever see a black person taking that award. It just doesn't happen. You know, and I started losing faith in the Grammys whenever Kendrick Lamar lost to Macklemore. That one was fair. I'm talking about your your perspective. That one's fair. Like, there's no way Good Kid Man City wasn't better than Macklemore's album. But here's the thing, Macklemore's album was more popular. So I think it's a popularity contest, man, to be honest with you. It's a 50-50 toss-up every year whether the truly the best album is going to win album of the year. You know what I mean? Like, And I know you're a Beyonce stan, right? So like, you're always going to bring I'm up I'm not that a stan. That, that, yes, you are. I, if I, <laughs> shit, I'm not a weekend stan. I'm not. But like, if you're always going to bring up the year that um, Adele beat her and the year that Beck beat her, which which album was it that Beck beat her? Was it Lemonade? It was the self-titled Beyonce album. Eh, Beck's an amazing artist. Not exactly my cup of tea, but he's an amazing artist. We ain't finna play with them no more. Flawless Beyonce video. And Beck needs to respect artistry, and he should have given his award to Beyonce. Now, 25 beating, what was that? Lemonade, that 25 beat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one, I can't, I can't defend that. Beyonce should have won the Grammy that year. But I can't possibly accept this award. And I'm very humbled and I'm very grateful and gracious. But my artist of my life is Beyonce in this album for me. The Lemonade album was just so monumental, Beyonce. It was so monumental and so well thought out and so beautiful and soul bearing and we all got to see another side to you that you don't always let us see and we appreciate that and all us artists here we fucking adore you you are our light and the way that you make me and my friends feel the way you make my black friends feel is empowering and you make them stand up for themselves it's ridiculous i feel like there's so many artists that push the boundaries and change the game and i think that they should be awarded for that it's all about artistry it's all about moving music forward and typically the albums that are like progressive in that way they never win the grammys nominate the most traditional you know that's who typically gets the big awards and i don't think it's fair to other artists but i also think it's annoying though because when the weekend didn't get nominated for anything he tweeted the Grammys remain corrupt. 
You owe me, my fans, and the industry transparency. He kind of sounded like Trump, didn't he? He did. He did. <laughs> There's more corruption in the Grammys than there was in the presidential election. That's who we need to investigate, honestly. Say a word, um, brother. Say a word. Honestly. I look at key words, and the key word that I pick up on when it comes to what The weekend said is remain corrupt. So he already thought in the back of his mind that the Grammys are corrupt. So if this awards body is so corrupt, so evil and manipulative, why are you submitting your music to them? Why do you want their approval? Please, sir, one more soul of a Grammy. Stop crying. <laughs> like, stop. It, it doesn't make any sense. You say that they're corrupt, but y'all continue to submit your music year after year, hoping that you get nominated. You have nothing to say when it benefits you, but as soon as you don't get any nominations, oh, they're corrupt. Oh, they need to show me transparency. No, you don't get to play the fence and pick both sides. I agree with you there. Like, I'm a person that's always like, hey, if some, if you said that it remains corrupt and you have these negative opinions of it, why do you give a fuck about it? Like, I'm a person like, I, if I don't give a fuck about it, I don't give a fuck about it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yo, if I, if, I was, if I didn't give a fuck about the Grammys, they could nominate me for every award. If I truly didn't fuck with the Grammys, though, I wouldn't show up. They could announce it and have somebody that's else accept on my behalf. Like, I wouldn't be heard about it because if I don't fuck with the Grammys and I make that vocal, they not going to fuck with me. So cool, we just don't fuck with each other and we can leave well enough alone. I see you, we good. Okay. We good. I see. We see each other. We see each other. We good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Full circle moment. We love that. Full circle moment. And with your point, that's the reason why I love Frank Ocean. Because Frank Ocean says things and he he holds up to his word. Whenever he released Blonde, Blonde was one of the biggest albums of 2016, and it was expected to get a nomination for album of the year i think that frank ocean has even said things in the past about the grammys and how they're unfair he decided for blonde that he was not going to release his album for the grammys he held his word true to that and he did not submit his album it was not nominated for anything because he didn't submit it that is an example of somebody that holds true to their word a lot of these artists are fake they think the grammys are corrupt whenever it doesn't benefit them but as soon as they get 10 nominations they have nothing to say they love the Grammys and they thank them in their award speeches and that's BS that's why I don't like Drake because I think Drake is fake last year I think he won a Grammy and then he gave this whole pretentious speech talking about how awards like the Grammys it doesn't validate you and blah 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 if there's people who have regular jobs who are coming out in the rain in the snow spending their hard-earned money to buy tickets to come to your shows you don't need this right here I promise you you already won but if it doesn't validate you, Drake, why do you continue to submit your music and then you win Grammys? Like, make it make sense. He's fake to me. The Frank Ocean thing. Uh, uh, can we all just be honest here as a people and as a community and as a community in this podcast family? Blonde was just not that great anyway. Okay, guys? Channel yes, it was. a far superior album. Far superior album. And it probably wasn't going to win album of the year. I I can't think back off the top of my head what albums came out in 2016, but I'm pretty sure The Weeknd dropped an album that year. Taylor Swift probably dropped an album that year. It, it was the year of 25, Sturgill Simpson, uh, Justin Bieber's Purpose, Beyonce's Lemonade, Drake's uh, Views. Those were the five nominations for album of the year. Yeah, so Blonde didn't have a chance against them. So it is what it is but nah I, I fuck with frank like i fuck with people that stand on their own too right so like frank said like hey i ain't fucking with the grammys and he kept that energy that's what i fuck with 
But a comment that I saw that was good is, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. These celebrities will play down their awards from black award shows, but want to cry and complain when they don't get acknowledged at these white award shows. Make it make sense. That's the Man, word. That, that is a word. That is a word. That is beautiful. Go where you are celebrated, not where you're tolerated. That is a word. Why do people surround themselves with stuff that don't love you? I don't got time for that shit. You can just surround yourself with love. <laughs> You should surround yourself with stuff that appreciates you, wants to build you up, man. Yep. Like, that's all I come on here and talk about on this podcast is being positive and building yourself up and making yourself better and making the people around you better, man. Like, if you ain't doing that, get the fuck away from me, <laughs> you know? So we have a question from a listener, Dupree. So, again, if you guys want to ask us questions, I will be attaching a link to every single episode in the description where y'all can click it. Y'all can ask us whatever you want. Stir the pot. Be messy. Say whatever you want. Any question, comment, concern, and we'll read it on air. No, 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 no. Don't be messy. Don't be messy. Because, like, we ain't here for the disrespect. You ain't going to sit here and disrespect us. I mean, yeah. yeah, don't be messy to us. If you want to ask us interesting stuff so we can have an interesting dialogue, that's okay. But don't be messy, messy, I guess is what yeah. Dupree's trying to say, right? Yeah, don't don't be a keyboard warrior because that shit get people fucked up in real life every day. <laughs> Just letting y'all know. Yeah, Dupree's not the one. 610, yeah, I wouldn't mess with that either. <laughs> um, <laughs> that'll be our running joke. But they said, hello, Justin and Dupree. I've been listening to the show for about a year now, and I'm a huge fan. Please don't ever stop. I literally look forward to new episodes each week, lol. But anyways, I was talking to my friends about this the other day and was just wondering what y'all's opinion is. I feel like if a woman hits a guy first, he has every right to hit her back and she should expect him to. It's not right to exert violence on someone and just expect them to take it. I'm totally against men putting their hands on women, but in scenarios like this, I believe men should be able to defend themselves. Ah, thanks for reading. Well, thanks for that question, first of all. Yes, y'all send us more stuff like this because I find this interesting. Um, Dupree, do you want to tackle that? Hell no, the way you just set me up. You go first. (laughs) I'm going to disagree with whoever wrote this. Men know their strength, or if they don't, they should know their strength. Nobody should be getting hit in the first place. Two wrongs do not make a right. You hit me, okay? I hit you, okay? Now we're both wrong. I think that as a man, I know that this world is unfair. It's unfair for women, and it's also unfair for men. We're held to two different standards, and it can be unfair at times. And one of the things that's unfair for us is how we're treated when it comes to domestic violence. Women can hit us, but as soon as we retaliate, then we are the bad guy. I don't think that men should be allowed to hit back, and it sucks that that's my opinion, but that's just the way I see it. And this person said that the man has every right to. No, you don't have a right to put your hands on somebody. If the woman didn't have a right to put her hands on you, what makes makes you able to do the same that doesn't make sense nobody should be hitting anyone if you get hit leave the room go file a police charge no matter how embarrassing it is because if rules were reversed and the guy hit the woman there would be no questions asked and that's just how i see it i respect your opinion um man this is this is difficult to talk about right um because it I, i think what's beautiful about the way i'm gonna answer this is you, you always have room to grow, right? Like, if you asked me this question at 16, 
You're going to get a way different answer than me at 18 versus me at 25 versus me right now. Okay, I've gone on many of platforms and said that a man that puts his hands on a woman is a pussy. I have no respect for you. Come fight a man, right? And if you abuse and physically harm a woman to make her feel you, to, to make her fear you, to be subservient, things like that, I can't respect it. However, however, if a woman pulls a gun out on you and is going to shoot you, you have the right to subdue her. I ain't saying punch her in the face. You got to do what you got to do to survive. And that's just the way I'm going to answer that question. Do whatever you got to do to survive. I don't think anybody would fault you for saving your own life. Hmm. But that's that's with the gun situation. But with this question, she didn't ask us about guns because that complicates things even further. So you're just saying a girl punches me in the face. Am I allowed to punch her in the face back? That's what that's what that's what you're saying, right? You're asking that question. That's what I'm saying. With fists, not with weapons that can kill you. You can't. You cannot punch her. Because like you said, you know your own strength. You can't punch her. Now, if your life is in danger, that's different. If your life is in danger, do whatever you got to do. That's all I'm going to say about that. Do whatever you got to do. But if a girl slaps me, I'm not going to punch you. Like I said before, I got sisters and they like to fight. So I ain't going to fight no girl. In this world, we all try to be equal. We all strive for equity. But we're just unequal. And we have to accept that this is an unequal world. And men and women are not treated equally. And I think this is one of those cases where we're also held to two different standards. Nobody should hit anyone. But I think that it's on us as men to hold back. Get hit all you want, but do not hit back. Because it's just wrong. It's just not right. I don't think that you should do it. That's just how I see it. Nah, I'm going to keep my ass out of jail and call my sisters. And they can go handle that. (laughs) But I ain't going to hit you. This was leading me to something that I was going to bring up on the episode, but didn't know when to bring it up. So I saw that at a college, there's a woman who's now able to join the football team for, I believe, Vanderbilt. She's, I think, is the kicker. Well, Sarah, you made history today. The first female to ever play in a Power 5 football game. What emotions are you feeling now that you've reached such a milestone? Honestly, it's just so exciting. And the fact that I can represent, like, the little girls out there who wanted to do this or, you know, thought about playing football or any sport, really. And it encourages them to be able to step out and do something big like this. So it's awesome. My question is, should women be allowed to play football with men? If you sign up for a situation, you should be willing to accept whatever happens. Like I said on this podcast last week, right? Whatever you bring to my door, you brought that. How I decide to answer that door, you have no control over. So if she is comfortable and is brave enough and is willing and wants to play football, if she get her shit rocked, that's on her. It's part of the game. Don't treat her no different out there, right? Because she's a football player. Let's take the labels off of it. When she's on the field, she's a football player. She's not a woman no more. Like She's a woman because this is historic and it's great to show little girls, you can be anything you want to be. But she's a football player now. If she get rocked, she get rocked. If she have a bad game, she have a bad game. If she have a great game, she have a great game. Celebrate the good. So Condemn the bad. You're a football player. So you're saying that if you're a woman, you should be allowed to play in the NFL at any position? I mean, if you're talented enough, sure. Why not? If you are talented enough at your given position, go for it. So why is there a WNBA then? Because for the most part, they though those women there are the best female basketball yeah, players in the I, world, I, I, right? I, no, I didn't stutter once. Those women are the best <laughs> female basketball players in the world, but they wouldn't be competitive with the men that are the best male basketball players in the world. See how you tie yourself in a corner? 
how would they not be as competitive as men when you said that a woman can play in the NFL? So if you're going to have that opinion on basketball, that should be your same opinion when it comes to the NFL. Is there any women players in the NFL right now? No. It's a different sport. It's a different sport. I'd like to see a woman kicker. I think it'd be cool. And then they could do a whole women's league if they wanted to. Like, I get the whole diversity and inclusion stuff, and I get being separate sometimes. Like, if it's more fair to have your a separate league like the NBA and WNBA, then go that way. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I guess choose wisely, right? Yeah, because if I was a girl, I ain't going out here and get rocked in no damn NFL. It's grown, <laughs> men, it's grown men that can't take them damn hits. But you want me to be the first woman to ever get a concussion in an NFL game? That shit don't sound sweet to me. I think that women don't play in the NFL for a reason, and I think that we should keep that. Y'all hear that? Justin is saying that y'all can't do it, women. All our women listeners. I didn't say that. he calls me the problematic one. He's saying that y'all can't do it. I did not say that. I didn't say anything about their ability. I said it (laughs) when it comes to optics. Seeing a woman just rocked on the football field people would not want to watch that people would be uncomfortable with that so i think that's the reason why we still don't see women in the nfl today because nobody wants to see that and no not at all i understand that yeah but we we made some good points what do you guys think do you think that women should be allowed to play in the nfl if everything is about equality if you're truly equal then you should be able to play in the nfl so what do you guys think are the feminists and the <laughs> let me stop um you creating some enemies today i'm not they love me they think you're problematic but i'm not problematic i'm a story of redemption that's what i am you shouldn't hate me or you are i'm a story of redemption i went from future to russell wilson baby and i'm proud of it i wonder if old dupree and current justin would still be friends nah not at all you wouldn't be able to stand really nah (laughs) damn you must have been really bad because i can get along with anyone Nah, i just found humor and shit that's pretty fucked up man like like i told you before like Mm. the the answer to that question about hitting women like if a woman hits you like you talk to 16 year old me i'd be like look if a girl punches me it don't matter about my sisters like i'm gonna punch you the fuck back because you hit me Mm. and i've grown to know that like and it's like real life experience man like listen you ain't gonna put like the way i look at it is Somebody put their hands on my mama, I'm going to kill you. So I ain't going to put my hands on somebody else's mama, daughter, sister, aunt, niece, whatever. Because it's wrong. Like, you shouldn't be hitting women. You shouldn't be hitting women to make them fear you or put them in a place of subservience and and being scared or showing your dominance. Man, that's some bitch shit, man. Go fight a guy. That's how I look at it. You don't need to be hitting women. It's so interesting how you have this change worldview. Because I do agree with you that old Dupree and current Justin would probably not get along. I don't know what changed in you to make you have this epiphany or whatever. Is it being around other people and living life and seeing the world through other people's eyes? Because that's what we were talking about earlier in the episode with Trump supporters and having to do the homework to understand, you know, where people are coming from. What was it for you that made you completely change? Because most people, I, I hate to say this, would not. I feel like views like that are hard to change and it would take something traumatic to have them do a complete 180 and have a different opinion. I grew up, man. And honestly, I just started seeing the world different from doing my own research and just learning more and becoming more educated, right? Like there's, there's so many people in this world that just want to see you unhappy because they're miserable. So uh, a purpose of my life has been 
do what makes me happy. Right? As long as I'm not infringing on nobody else's happiness, do what makes me happy. And being black plays a big part in how I see the world because that's why I stand with other marginalized people because I come from a marginalized people. Like, I'm not homosexual, right? But I stand up for gay rights because know what it's like. I know what to be what it's like to be judged off of something that I can't control. Right? I can't control the color of my skin. So I know what it's like to be judged by that. And prior to 1967, I wouldn't be able to marry the person I love because of the color of my skin. <clears throat> so for you for somebody to tell somebody you can't love somebody, I don't get down with that. So I think uh, I think what separates kids from adults is empathy, man. When I don't know your situation, but I can empathize with you and say, I understand mm-hmm. why you're hurt. That makes sense why you're hurt. And I think learning empathy is really what helped me grow as a person and, and become the, the person that I am today. Um, and just and just growing up, man, like I don't I don't know. Like I, I see people that are still the same way they were back in the day, the same way they were in high school, still talking about like playing girls and shit like that man like listen if that's how you want to start a conversation with me like i don't got no time for that like i don't give a fuck who you're having sex with man that don't got nothing to do with me like that shit was, mm-hmm. that shit was cool when we were in middle school or high school sure and it wasn't even cool then but like in the moment it was cool because we're young we don't know any better now we're grown-ass men right that shit don't appeal to me you want to start a conversation with me let's talk about how we're going to give back to the community let's talk about how we're going to mentor some kids or let's talk about how we're going to make money mm-hmm. together but you want to talk about girls? Yeah. Nah, bro, I don't got no time for that shit, man. You can miss me with that. I think that's amazing. I think that's amazing. I just let you let you talk because I, I was just listening. I think that we don't do enough listening. One of the goals with the podcast is always to understand where other people come from because our opinions don't come out of nowhere. It comes from our life experiences and, you know, the things that make us who we are. And I think that when we understand that, we'll move further as a society. It's just about looking at things from other people's perspective and wanting to understand how they think. And it might sound hypocritical because I was kind of saying the opposite of this when it comes to Trump supporters but I think that after four years of all that I'm done with that and it's time for the other side to do the homework that I had to do to understand the way they think and where they're coming from and their experiences because it's much different from mine so I've taken the test it's time for y'all to study it's time for y'all to do the homework take the exam and then we can have a conversation but until then I'm not entertaining that because I think that Dupree is a very fascinating person because like we were talking about earlier, I don't think that I would have been friends with him if he was the old version of himself. But this is life. And if you're not progressing, you're probably going backwards. So it's good that you're a different person. And I'm glad to know you, I guess. I appreciate it. Like, I believe that every day you either getting worse or you getting better. So I try to get better every single day. And you know what? Like mm-hmm. there's probably people that I haven't talked to since you know what we're talking like seven ten years ago or whatever and they might still judge me off of who i used to be or think i'm still that same person for one reason or another and it's like hey that's cool like i ain't out here trying to prove it to nobody but myself to be honest with you and i think that's the beauty in it that's when you can really grow i ain't out here competing with nobody i'm competing with myself can let the devil have the last lap ain't no more beef and i'm just keeping to myself i'm my own competition i'm competing with myself I told you, that's power that's right? great that's, that's, there's something that's, that's great. freeing about that like i ain't over here competing with enrique i ain't competing with people i graduated with i ain't competing with my older brother who i look up to i'm competing with myself because i know the goals i set for myself and the person that i want to be like one of the things that's so important to me in life is that i got asked to come back and mentor kids in a mentorship program that i was a part of when i was in high school 
it means the world to me. So like I said before, like if somebody comes to me and talk about like, oh yeah, let's talk about these girls. It's like, bro, how? Talk to me about how we gonna make this world a better place. How we gonna give back? <laughs> because that's something I pride myself. Real like, that's how I start. Uh, that's how we could start a conversation. We could talk about something now. But like if you talk about like girls or like shit like that, like oh like I just slid in her DM to look who I'm messing. With. I really don't give a fuck, man. Like especially because whatever you do with your penis don't got shit to do with me. You know what I mean? Like when people talk about shit like that, like hey, listen, I don't give I don't give thought to somebody I used to have sex with and who they're having like, sex cool. with now. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like we talk. You talking about the sneakers in my closet, bro? I don't give a fuck. Like they just there. Like it's it's there. It exists, but it don't bother me. Yeah. It don't matter. You know what I mean? Like people it, people are crazy, man. Like. <laughs> that's life and that's the point of the show expanding our horizons and just listening to people like i'm this episode has been interesting for me because i feel like we've gone through so many different areas but still this show is still at the core of it just understanding each other and just having you know good conversations so i'm thankful for that i'm thankful for you and i'm thankful for all the secret fans that are listening because i know they love the show and they can't get enough they're waiting every wednesday for it to come out just by their phone until they get that rolling notification new yeah. episode <laughs> joe justin got a real beef with these secret people bro <laughs> i do it's annoying because it's like if you love the show so much reach out and tell me that you love it why are you listening in secret and not talking to me in real life but you really dig my show like it doesn't make any sense but if i'm doing something for you that's great the fact that you're listening means I'm doing something right. So continue to listen. But most importantly, since you love the show so much, why don't you share it with somebody? Why don't you give a suggestion to somebody? Make sure that they're listening and subscribed as well. And leave a review too. Leave a message. Do anything. But that's just how I see it. If you love the show so much, you might as well let me know. But it is what it is. As Justin would say, tell your me ma, your pee paw, your paw paw, whatever you call that <laughs> shit. Tell somebody about it, man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Your Mimas, your Papas, your Wawas, your Nanas. We love that. Make sure everybody's listening. But Dupree, this was a good episode. Of course, thank you again for joining me. Do you have any last words for the people? Thanks for, you know, letting me open up and say, you know, asking me, hey, what changed, right? And letting me explain myself because I know I've made that joke a lot of times. Like, yo, it used to be future now. I'm Russell Wilson. But like, I'm trying to let y'all in and understand how I got to this point and why, you know, why I am the person I am today. So I appreciate you letting me be able to explain that and, uh, you know, let people understand that. And I appreciate y'all for, of course, for listening to the podcast every week and for, you know, the reviews and the questions and all the feedback, the outreach to us, man. Like I said, it's a community here and it's beautiful. You know, there's a lot. We got a lot of listeners. We've seen the numbers, man. So, like, thank you. (laughs) We're we're, No, seriously, we're, we're real thankful for you guys, man. Thank you. Yes. I think that sometimes, like, doing it for so long, I kind of sometimes take the fact that I do have people listening for granted. Um, I don't really ever think about that when I do the show. I just record, then edit, then publish. But I think I need to do a lot more reflecting about the impact that we're having on the people that are listening and ah, what they think of the show. Because, you know, I see the retention. I see that y'all are listening to the episodes from beginning to end. And that means a lot to me. So thank you for listening. And I hope you guys learned something from this episode and had something to draw from and take away from the episode. That's always my goal. And I always appreciate you guys listening. Y'all continue to stay safe and wear a mask. And as always, we will catch you guys on the next one.